0: On a Wednesday morning, good morning here at the shank of the day. A pretty nice shank of the day, too, and it's going to be pretty nice for probably the next week. 50 today, and it's going to warm up from there. Can't beat that. The farmer's daughter on wax, and a lot of farmer's daughters are in Indianapolis this morning for the National FFA Convention which will kick off uh, later this morning. A lot of chapters, most chapters, left yesterday, did some touring on their way to Indianapolis, and now they are down there representing uh, their schools, their families, themselves, their state, down there at the National FFA Convention, and we'll uh, get caught up on some of those early activities. Our own Jill Welke is down in Indianapolis, made it yesterday. She said she Drove through the rain in Illinois and Indianapolis all day yesterday. The windshield wipers got a good workout, she said. A lot of beans are off, and uh, in fact, most of the beans are off down there. And uh, still a lot of corn to take off in Iowa and Illinois, but she said it uh, was looking good. I don't know what she was doing in Iowa so much, heading for Indianapolis, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Maybe it was Illinois and Indiana, not Iowa. Illinois and Indiana. I was going to say, what kind of a route is that? But she got there. That's the main thing, and uh, she'll check in a little bit later on with some of the activities going on down at Indianapolis, and uh, we'll catch up on some of that stuff. Also got the final report from World Dairy Expo, and we want to wrap up that because a lot of FFA members were down at World Dairy Expo here a couple of weeks ago doing some judging. And a lot of the schools from our area did very, very well, so we'll catch up with some of that stuff. we got a busy morning here on WAX, lots to take a look at. Milk production, UW-River Falls looking to uh, put a new dean in place for the College of Agriculture, Food, and Environmental Sciences. They've got uh, the list whittled down to four candidates. We'll tell you who they are and a little bit about them. So we got a lot to do this morning here. We've got uh, chores to do.
1: For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: Yeah, let's take a look at our markets, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. Cash livestock, choice-fed beef steers, 140 to 151, with the mixed steers, 107 to 138. Choice-fed beef heifers, 140 to 150, mixed, 88 to 137. Choice-fed Holstein steers, 125 to 139. Select and silage fed Holsteins, 92 to 124. Cows, 64 to 99. The bulls, 82 to 99. Butcher hogs, 72 to 97. Sows, 51 to 64. The boars, 15 to 38. Shorn market lambs, $1 to $1.05. Unshorn market lambs, 95 to 105. The feeder lambs. 75 to 165. Mercantile Exchange livestock futures cattle prices lower, hogs higher. December live cattle 15330 down 82. February 15670 down 27 and April live cattle 15925 down 17. Feeder cattle November 17792 down a dollar 22. January 18025 down a dollar 70. March at one hundred eighty two even down a dollar eighty two. And the April feeder cattle contract finished at one hundred eighty six zero seven down a dollar eighty. Hogs were higher. December lean hog carcass contracts eighty eight forty five, that closed fifty two cents better. February ninety sixty seven up twenty two, April ninety three ninety five up uh, about a nickel. And May at ninety eight dollars even that was up thirty five. Board of Trade. Yesterday during the day trade at the close, corn and beans were higher, a little better demand. and the dollar slid a little bit. That helped. Wheat was lower overnight. December corn up another three cents, sitting at six eighty nine this morning. December oats down six at three fifty one. December wheat up five to six at eight forty. November soybeans up a dime at thirteen ninety two and meal December up a dollar eighty at four hundred seventeen dollars and forty cents. Dairy markets hit the skids yesterday. Barrel cheese down five and a half at two dollars and one half cent a pound. Blocks down two cents to two oh four. Butter down three and three quarters to three fifteen and a quarter. Class three for October down two at twenty one seventy eight. November down below twenty one dollars down thirty two cents at twenty eighty five. December class three down seventeen at nineteen thirty five. January down eleven nineteen twenty nine. February down twelve at nineteen forty eight. And that's the way the markets look this morning here on Wax. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5
1: and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: Still got about two-thirds or better of the corn harvest to come off here in Wisconsin. But how's it going so far? What are we seeing? What are we finding out? Let's talk to Brad Mattson this morning. Provision Partners Lead Agronomist, Provision Partners Cooperative, during this October co-op month. And, Brad, we haven't mentioned much about that, but happy Cooperative Month.
2: That's a good thing, and uh, farmers in our cooperative are sure benefiting from, from that method of operations. And it uh, looks like we're going to have a good year, and there'll be some returns back to our customers again this year.
0: Ah, that's even better news. Well, let's talk about uh, what <coughs> they're doing out in the field as far as The corn harvest, uh, what have you seen out there as far as some takeaway information other than just the yields?
2: We're getting a lot of yield data starting to come in, starting to look at that yield data, analyzing it to see why did this part of the field do good, why did this one not do good, why did this do this and why to do that we get inundated with a thousand questions why at this point in time and now we try to sort that through and and help lay out that recommendation for next year so the big thing i guess this year was uh Rooting depth made a big difference with the challenging water situation that we had this year. So plants that had better root systems, varieties that had a more robust root system, and producers creating a root zone that's more favorable saw some really, really big benefits to that this year, some huge yields coming off of that, where we had a lot of compaction, those types of things that really, really weighed on yields quite a bit. Fertility goes along with that rooting zone, how well we manage that root zone, and what fertility we have available, even applied, to what we naturally have in the soil. So, again, that was, was a big difference. The other big thing I'm seeing is, you know, the disease thing. Tar spot is probably here to stay. It's all over the place. Different levels of infestations in and by itself hasn't been too bad for affecting yields, but when we combine it with other diseases, it's, it's really... Wax them off pretty good. We we're pretty fortunate this year that we had a lot of wind and, and it kept the plants dry, so the tar spot came in late. Other areas of, of the state and Minnesota, they've had some disastrous effects from that tar spot. So, looking when you're selecting varieties, looking for disease resistance, not only tar spot, but anthracnose and northern corn leaf blight are the big ones here. Looking at that natural ability of the plant to fight off those diseases, that plant health thing is going to be huge as we move forward, and thinking about putting fungicide applications into your program as a, as a mainstay. Two years ago, I would say you know, you had less than a 50% chance of seeing a, a really positive year in and year out return from fungicides on corn, but today that's changing probably closer to 80 or 90% return on fungicide applications.
0: What are we seeing uh, as far as soybeans? What are we learning from the soybean harvest? Because that's about over now. Soybeans are just about
2: wrapped up. We're in the short rows there, Bob, and uh, a lot of yield variation there, too, again. Plant structure has a lot to do with you know planting in 30-inch rows. The, the semi-bush beans took advantage of the sunlight, canopied a little bit better. We had a canopy issues, and that's why we had a lot of late season uh, weed escapes. So those are going to be uh, we're going to have to contend with. And again, the fungicide-treated soybeans typically always out-yielding the non-fungicide-treated soybeans. The only problem is is the harvestability of those fungicides. Those plants are healthier, so we're still seeing some issues with trying to get those things through the combines a little easier so they cut better, those types of things. But the rewards are well worth the aggravations as we're looking at that. So we didn't have any big white mold problem this year, but we had a lot of fog eye out there, some leaf blights, those types of things that that still affected yield and stuff on soybeans. So, again, the fungicides was a big winner, again, this year on soybeans.
0: Thank you, Brad. Good to talk to Brad every Wednesday morning. Brad Matson, lead agronomist with Provision Partners Cooperative during this October co-op month. little evaluation so far of the harvest for corn and beans, and for the most part, things looking good. Thirteen and a half minutes after five o'clock. This is National FFA Convention Week. Things are underway as of today. We'll get caught up on uh, some of those activities, as we said. Uh, Jill is down in Indianapolis. Got there uh, yesterday evening, and uh, we'll catch up with uh, the first day with her coming up as our reports from Kansas or from. Uh, that tells you how long ago I've been in the FFA down in Kansas City, but from Indianapolis at the 95th Annual National FFA Convention. Our report's being brought to you by H&S Manufacturing of Marshfield, also the Nasonville Dairy. We'll go to Jill next. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. As we said, our Jill Wilkie is down in Indianapolis for the National FFA Convention. And uh, let's find out. Day one, things
3: are going to get underway full speed today, right, Jill? Tuesday's rain brought a flood of blue jackets to Indianapolis, Indiana for the start of the 95th National FFA Convention. The FFA Shopping Mall opens up at 8 o'clock this morning and runs till 6 at the Convention Center. And at noon, the Career Fair and Expo opens. Opening Session 1A is starts at 3.30 in the Lucas Oil Stadium. Many teacher workshops and student workshops run throughout the day and many contest competitions start today. And from our area, the Marshfield FFA have quite a few qualifying teams. Their forestry team is heading out to the fairgrounds at 7 this morning for their competition. Marshfield's conduct of meetings team will work through their preliminary round today, and the dairy team will compete in the team activity at 2.30 at the fairgrounds. Good luck to all those teams. And the Blue Jackets have an opportunity to have some fun downtime at the end of the day by going to the World's Toughest Rodeo at the State Fairgrounds and a concert presented by Culver's. Those are a few of the events happening the first day of the 95th National FFA Convention here in Indianapolis. I'm Jill Welke.
0: Thank you, Jill, and uh, Jill's going to be Following those teams, yeah, Marshfield has three teams down there. Menominee has two in the judging competition. So, uh, again, good luck to those young people. They don't need a whole lot of luck. Obviously, they qualified, and they're very, very qualified. And, again, thanks to Nasonville Dairy and H&S Manufacturing for our reports from the convention in Indianapolis. And, uh, and we'll have more as we go along this morning. In fact, just a few minutes, we're going to have uh, Jill talking to Cheryl Zimmerman who is uh, in charge of the FFA here in Wisconsin, about our participation down there. So that's coming up. But in the meantime, we'll look at some other things going on as we look at the news in agriculture. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. and take a look at other things going on in agriculture besides FFA. The University of Wisconsin-River Falls has narrowed the list of four to become the next dean of the College of Agriculture, Food, and Environmental Sciences. The list includes Dr. Kyle Swanson, who is the current dean of the College of Sciences at Metropolitan State University in St. Paul. Dr. Michael Orth, professional professor, rather, of animal sciences at Texas Tech University. He got his Ph.D. in Madison. Dr. Serena Howard-Dresbach, who is currently the associate dean and director of extension at the University of Guam. And Dr. Holly Dolliver is currently the chair of the Department of Plant and Earth Sciences at River Falls. The selection committee hopes to have the new dean in place by the start of the new year. The new dean will take over for Dr. Dale Gollenberg, who has retired from River Falls. And uh, also coming up, we'll look at uh, milk production and uh, hopefully catch up on not only more FFA stuff, because we're going to hear from Cheryl Zimmerman here in just a few moments, but uh, also uh, wrap up World Dairy Expo, some of those uh, young people did very well judging down there too so lots going on keeping it rural wax
1: 104.5 and the midwest farm report
3: it has begun, or it will be shortly. We're talking about the National FFA Convention happening in Indianapolis, Indiana. Fabulous Farm Bay, Pam Yankee from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, but not nearly as far south as we'd need to go if we're going to follow the sea of blue and gold that's starting to show up today. You're going to be among them, Jill. I am, I'm heading down to the National FFA Convention in Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm heading down, and I'm looking forward to seeing all that blue and gold out there. And this is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn. I got to talk to the National FFA Advisor, Cheryl Zimmerman. She is my sister-in-law. So we sat down on the couch. We talked about her being the interim Advisor. And then we went even farther to what she does at the state level with her state officers, getting those connected, beginning to see the big
4: picture beyond just those chapter members. Well, Jill, um, I was able to uh, take on the role of National FFA Advisor the end of May, Uh, not uh, quite expecting that I would have that because I had been serving as the National FFA Executive Secretary. And uh, as that position came open the end of May, um, I kind of headed full force into... uh, actually our state convention, but then in July is when I actually got more um, involved in the role of the national advisor when I went to Washington, D.C. and was part of the state officer summit. But really, um, some of the key things that the national advisor does is um, helps to chair the National FFA Board of Directors meetings. We also work with national FFA staff. Specifically, I work with Scott Stump, who is the chief executive officer of the organization. And, you know, uh, on a weekly basis, we get together and we talk about what's happening with national FFA deal with some issues that we are you know and the other thing is looking to the future of where this organization is heading Um, we have an awesome strategic plan in place that Scott Stump helped to lead us in developing and uh, we're working towards a lot of great things as far as diversity inclusion and equity of our members evaluating our programs trying to figure out how we can build capacity with our uh, teachers and our state staff and just again continue to improve FFA as we look to the future
3: National convention, that's a big part of one of your roles too. What's
4: going to be happening there? Well, that's what we're really geared up for now. We're excited for a national convention that I think we're going to probably hit record attendance. Um, As I look at the statewide events we've had and the number of students that are anxiously wanting to be involved again, uh, now that we're all back in person after COVID, national convention, I think, is going to be a record breaker. And um, as we look to national convention, my role as national advisor, again, um, I'm serving as a chair of the board because we also have board meetings that are associated with convention. We have a variety of events where we meet with sponsors and alumni and supporters and uh, business industry leaders and then also supporting the national officers um, as they go through convention. I get an opportunity myself to give an official welcome at the opening sessions, which I'll be honest with you, it's kind of cool to think back to the day when, uh you know, I did run for national office at one time, but I wasn't elected as a national officer and ever wondering, you know, would I get that opportunity to, to you know, have that time to address the, the attendees at the convention? And I guess I get to this year. So working on my... Um, speech for that and uh, and then again like we attend a lot of special events and just excited to bring all the students together in Indianapolis to celebrate again as we do with the the FFA convention
3: they're delegates that conduct the business of the organization and you are pretty you're very involved with state officers so how do you prepare those state officers to know what direction they want to take this organization
4: Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it is kind of interesting because right now I've am got dual roles. I have the honor of serving as the national advisor, but my full-time job is being the executive director for Wisconsin FFA. And in doing that, I work with the state officers. We have 11 state officers. And actually, for our voting delegates, we add one additional student. uh, So we have 12 voting delegates at the business session. And, you know, that's what's really cool for state officers is to actually be a part of the business of the national organization. I mean, they're going to be on the floor making decisions uh, doing committee work, and um, just you know having a great time getting to work together with all the other state officers from across the nation. So what I'm doing with our state officers right now is they have six different committees that they're assigned to, and we are developing what we call our Testimony it's basically what Wisconsin believes as far as the direction that we should be taken within each of the committees. So the state officers have been talking to advisors. They've been talking to members as we've been traveling around. And now they're compiling all of the information as far as what recommendations does Wisconsin want to share with National FFA to improve the organization or to address things like membership involvement or SAEs or, um, you know, again, conduct of our students in the organization and so then at convention they will actually turn in their testimony and then they'll go and present in front of committees what wisconsin believes are some direction that we should take you've prepared those state officers
3: to know about the business part of it what are some of the fun things happening at national convention
4: well, actually, the uh, delegates actually start their travels on Monday before the convention officially starts. And uh, they come down there and they're involved in, you know, um, activities with other state officers. We're going to let them go to the concert on Wednesday night. They get to attend all the sessions. They get to cheer on their members because we've got some really exciting things happening for Wisconsin FFA. You know, having Courtney as our national officer this year, um, the state officers were all excited when they learned that they get to sit front row up by the stage to see everything that's going on. Um Courtney's going to be giving her retiring address on Thursday evening session and then chairing some of the sessions on Friday. We've got a young lady from Judah who is one of the American Star Farmer finalists, Emily Macus. I'm really excited for her. She's got kind of a non traditional program. She's been raising rabbits, and uh, to uh, reach that level of an American Star finalist is pretty awesome. And then some proficiency award finalists and agri science finalists. Just a lot of great things that are going to be going on, and and the state officers are there at all the sessions uh, listening to all the great speakers, cheering on the members, and uh, yeah, having a grand celebration.
0: And again, that's Cheryl Zimmerman visiting with our Jill Welke and a little bit about what's going on, and uh, some of those other folks very much involved in the National Proficiency Award finalist. Ethan Meisner of Marshfield is involved in agricultural processing. He's down to the final four. So good luck to Ethan. Also, uh, again, some other things going on in the national band. Veda Goplin from the Whitehall chapter in the chorus. Aidan Kelly from Ellsworth. And also uh, Devin Clomston from down at Whitehall in the chorus as well. And uh, just so many young people from uh, other chapters involved in the National agri Fair. And uh, more will pass on as the convention goes along. Wax 104.5
1: and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: And let's get over to Premier Livestock in with you and talk to Rocky Olson over there at Premier Livestock. Got any room to park in the parking lot yet, or is it full? She's filling up. She's filling up. Well, that's good. we we still got room for more stuff. All right. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. But first of all, catch us up on what's been going on uh, the first couple days of this week with Markets.
5: Uh, thank you, Bob. Good morning, everyone. This is our yesterday's special dairy heifer auction shaped up. We sold almost 600 head of dairy heifers. Market was steady. Uh, most of the bread springing heifers, 1,300 to 1,650. Those shortbread heifers kind of range from 875 to 1,350. Most of the open heifers from 95 a to $1.35 per pound. We did have some elite groups selling higher than that. Uh, next uh, monthly dairy heifer auction will be November 23rd. Today, Wednesday, we do have our auction at 930. Uh, dairy cattle auction will be at 11. We're expecting over 300 head of dairy cattle with five complete dairy herd dispersals. Uh, we have three conventional herds. We've got two organic herds. One organic herds, 85 head of uh, Holsteins, Jerseys, and Crosses. About half that herd will be straight Jersey. we got another herd of Fleck V Cross cows. Uh, the conventional cows, uh, they're going to be Holsteins, Crosses. we got some Swiss and we even have some Guernseys for that sale. Uh, full details today's Today's herd's on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Don't forget, machinery auction, November 18th. Uh, next week, Wednesday, will be the last day you can get your items advertised. Uh, we will be taking consignments until November 7th. That'll be the last day to bring consignments. The smaller items may fill up before that. So if you're bringing smaller items, make sure to give us a call. Make sure we're still accepting items. Uh, call us, 715-229-2500. And, Bob, that's the way it shaped up at Premier. And it
6: looks like
0: uh, equipment of all kinds, huh?
5: It is, yep. we got a, just a little something for everybody, that's for sure.
0: Now, this is one of those deals where you can bid online, too, can't you?
5: Absolutely. Yep, uh, you can set you can set that thing up. You can't make the sale, and you can put a max bid on there and a computer will bid for you. So. Oh, wow, that's a good
0: deal. All right, sir, going to get out. Boy, this is uh, nice weather. Get out in the morning and sit by a tree with your bow and arrow.
5: I'm open this weekend. Good for you. Yep, Enjoy. They are, they are on the move now. Yeah, so. they
0: certainly are. All right, sir.
5: Have a good day. We'll
0: talk to you in the morning. You too.
1: Bye. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax
0: 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we should check our weather because it's really nice. That's why. That means Mike Dandry, our weather brought to you by chippewa valley bean and uh mike might be the only meteorologist doing weather in the morning in his swimming suit it's that (laughs) warm out there
7: right oh yeah it's it's so warm out this morning i was thinking of taking a dip you know in (laughs) lake altoona or something but uh yeah i was like no i got to get to work yeah
0: unfortunately (laughs) you got to get to work but i'll tell you After today, for about the next week, wow, that's all I can say. This is awful nice.
7: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, this is that time of year that we can get a little bit of everything. Of course, a couple years ago, we had a blanket of snow on the ground at this time, but this year, things are a little different, and starting today, we'll have a good bit of sunshine later on with our temperatures climbing Right around the 50 degree mark, after a rather chilly start to the morning, but later tonight we'll have another disturbance move through that might bring a few clouds, but we're going to stay dry as our lows dip around the freezing point again. But going into tomorrow, partly sunny skies. We'll have a few peaks of sunshine into the afternoon, but clouds really going to dominate for most of the day. Mid 50s for our highs as our wind start to shift a little bit more out of the south, and upper 30s for our lows with mostly cloudy skies. We'll start off Friday with some cloud cover, but then become sunny later in the day with temperatures climbing to the upper 50s, and more sunshine sticks around for Saturday, warming up to the low 60s. A few clouds start to stream in Sunday, still into the 60s as well, but more sunshine to kick off next week with highs into the upper 50s and low to even mid-60s heading into Tuesday. But right now, we're starting to clear out as we have, well, mostly clear skies in no Eau Claire right now and a temperature of 31 degrees. Oh, boy, oh, boy, this is this is awful nice. We're buying time, aren't we? I'm just, I was just about to say, you may want to uh, take that convertible out maybe a few more times. I know you'd said uh, maybe a time or two around the block. Well, maybe you can even do, like, five times around the block. I'm going to go on a limb and say five.
0: (laughs) Well, That'll be a good thing, too. That's not a bad idea.
7: Absolutely. Don't forget the sunscreen, Bob. Oh, I know it. I'll keep that handy.
0: (laughs) Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Have a good one. There he goes. Mike Dandry over there in the Skywarn 13 weather room on wax, because our weather Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean. Chippewa Valley Bean, the world's largest kidney bean processor based in Menominee, wishes all our great Wisconsin farmers a productive and successful harvest of the 2022 crop. While you harvest, it's the perfect time to be looking ahead to next year's rotation, which could include kidney beans. Kidney beans are competitively priced and highly profitable, making them a great addition to your rotation. Have a safe harvest and call Ben at 715-664-8342 or visit them at cvbean.com to see of growing kidney beans is right for you.
1: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: We've got markets. We're going to go back to the uh, FFA convention here quickly. But before we do that, at 24 minutes before 6 o'clock, we go to the newsroom. Morgan McCarthy is with us. Good morning, Morgan. Hey, good morning, Bob. I know you've been following this, but I this trial and Waukesha for this guy that is charged with running over people. I guess got to be careful how you say this, but uh, this is unbelievable what this guy is doing to the legal system. Well, we and can I applaud the judge for they keep it under control
8: and we can start there actually because now it's in the hands of the jury good morning here's what we're learning today we do know the waukesha christmas parade attack trial of darrell brooks jr is in the hands of a jury district attorney susan opner delivering the closing statement for the state sounded like this in court yesterday it's time for Daryl brooks to stop running it's time for him to stop lying it's time for him to be held accountable for his actions darrell brooks powerfully rammed his way through this parade violently killing and injuring so many people people in the courtroom could be heard sobbing as prosecutors played a composite video showing victims being struck by a red suv in his closing statement and at times tearful brooks told jurors that his actions were not intentional he faces a total of 76 charges in the deaths of six people and injuries to dozens more Well, it's that time again. Election Day is creeping closer, just under two weeks away. Votes already being cast in some parts of the state, though, as yesterday was the first day of in-person early voting in Wisconsin. Voters, you'll be able to cast ballots from now until Election Day on the Sunday before Election Day. You can find out where, more information online, and some drive through options here locally as well. If you're curious where your site might be, 715newsroom.com. Meanwhile, a Fond du Lac County man is looking at voter fraud charges after prosecutors say he voted twice, in 2020. The D.A. says Edward Malnar voted in both Wisconsin and Michigan in the 2020 election as the state's elections commission says it caught Malnar's double vote during a cross-check with the national voter database and no one's saying who Malnar voted for in that election. All aboard. The plan is back on the tracks. One of Wisconsin's holiday traditions returns this year. The Canadian Pacific last week said the holiday train will once again make its stops in Wisconsin. 13 total in our state, including six in the southeast part. Closest to us looks like Tomo would be that stop. It'll happen in early December. The train had been canceled for the past couple of years because of coronavirus, but now it seems that plan for holiday fun is back on the tracks. And if you go to check your bank account, it seems you're not alone. A number of American households without bank accounts is the lowest in more than a decade. Why might that be? Michael Kastner connects some of the dots.
1: The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation reported on Tuesday that a record low of four and a half percent of U.S. households did not have a checking or savings account with a bank or credit union last year. The FDIC said the drop in unbanked households was due in part to people opening bank accounts to receive pandemic stimulus checks.
0: I'm Michael Kastner.
8: And away from the bank and back to the barn, we check in with Bob Boeselt and the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5.
0: Your mattress must be about full of money now. All the money you make, and I know you're a country girl that uh, wants to stay away from civilization.
8: You know what? I tell you what, Bob. It looks more like my yard is full of jars the way my dog's been <laughs> digging. And if one of these days she comes up with something after digging one of those holes, it'll be worth it. But for the moment, <laughs> she's just getting her butt in trouble. <laughs> I'm hoping somebody along the years had buried a jar of money somewhere. Well, I hope she finds it. Uh, If there's any dog that can, let me tell you, it's that one.
0: Yeah, she can dig, that's for sure. Yep.
8: Thanks, Morgan. Anytime, Pop.
0: All right, Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning. Wax
1: 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: And once again, uh, for those of you that uh, for some reason don't know it... (laughs) National FFA convention uh, underway today, ninety fifth convention down there. We've got uh, hundred and twenty eight members going to be down there receiving their American FFA degrees. Wisconsin always has one of the biggest delegations. Eighteen competing in the national agri science fair, and uh, that's that's quite a program. These kids do a project and they follow it through uh, all kinds of creative things and uh, environmental service, natural resources systems. Division 3, Joseph Reimer of New Auburn. In District 6, Katie Reimer and Cole Peterson of New Auburn. Food Products and Processing, Allison Moose and Lily Lemons from New Auburn. In Plant Systems, Division 1, Whitney Gotham from New Auburn. Division 3 in Plant Systems, Jordan Berg from the Granton FFA. In uh, Division 5 of Plant Systems, Claire View from Stevens Point. Division 6, Kyle Trosseth and Madison Church from New Auburn. Power Structure and Technical Divisions uh, Systems in Division 1, Joseph Peterson from Bloomer. And Power Structural and Technical Systems Division 4. Anthony Gotham, or Andrew Gotham, really, and uh, Stanley Lang, both from the New Auburn FFA. So, again, a lot of young people put a lot of time into those projects. And uh, our Jill Wilkie, of course, is down there. Our report's brought to you by the folks at H&S Manufacturing in the Nasonville Dairy. And Jill uh, had a chance just in crossing to catch up with Casey Dink our state president and of course the state officers are always delegates to vote on issues and uh, Jill asked Casey about uh, some of the things they've got to consider while in Indianapolis.
9: Yeah so this year it's a pretty big honor the entire state officer team is serving as national delegates along with an FFA member from Bigfoot, Henry, who gets to serve along with us and it's just been a blast. We're working alongside other national delegates from around the nation to help our nation national organization move forward. So what are some of the topics that are coming up? We're looking at strengthening our workforce connection, delegate equalization throughout our committee rooms, looking at our conduct standards, and a wide variety of other topics to help improve our organization for our members for years to come.
3: And you talked about other states being involved. Do you just go into one big room and you all talk, or do you break into small groups? What do you do?
9: So there's a total of 475 national delegates, and we're broken up into six different committee rooms. And then within the rooms, we'll break up into different committee, like small groups, and we'll have good group discussions. And then we'll come back as a large group and discuss as our entire committee. And then tomorrow, so on Wednesday, we'll come back together as a large group, and we'll all discuss as an entire delegate body.
3: And following this discussion, what do you think some of those decisions will be made?
9: I'm hoping to look at the big, into the delegate equalization to see that we can get representation from every state.
0: And that's Casey Denk down there leading the Wisconsin delegation as our state FFA president and uh, really getting going today with judging contests and uh, some of that uh, delegate business. Down in Indianapolis and in our reports from Indianapolis brought to you by Nason Vildare and h and Manufacturing. For those who work in
1: Acres not in hours. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: And we're going to get to our markets here in just a moment, but uh, a couple of things coming up around the area today. You want to get something good to eat, the Osseo Evangelical Lutheran Church Harvest Dinner. It's a drive-through dinner, so you can drive through at the church there in Osseo, beginning at 4.30 this afternoon, and uh, all meals are 12 bucks. Menu, meatballs and lefse, real mashed potatoes and gravy, corn, rutabagas, cranberries, coleslaw, and a pumpkin bar. Again, that's tonight, Osseo Evangelical Lutheran Church. Their harvest dinner, it's a drive through beginning at 4.30 this afternoon. Also down the Osseo area today, the West Central Wisconsin Fall Grazing Conference. And that'll start at 10 o'clock this morning. And that'll be at the Grand Occasion Event Center right on uh, Highway 12 on the edge of Osseo. And again, they'll start at 10 o'clock with a farmer panel. And Randy Jackson, grassland ecology professor at the UW-Madison, will be there. And a lot of things going on. So Osseo is a busy place. Go to the meeting and then get something good to eat. Hey, we've got uh, markets coming up, and the markets on wax brought to you by Christensen Sales. We'll go to El uh, We'll go to Stratford. It's a busy morning as we look at the markets. The crack
1: of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the
0: Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's check some of the numbers at the local sale barn, shall we? Go to Equity Altoona. Jim Lindsay has the numbers from yesterday's sale.
6: Choice Beef Steers and Heifers $1.20 to $1.41. We had a top of $1.43.5. Choice Dairy Cross Steers and Heifers $1.20 to $1.40. High Yielding Choice and Prime Holstein Steers $1.30 to $1.40. We had a top of $1.45.5. Choice Holstein Steers $1.15 to $1.29. Select, Unfinished, Heavyweight. Oversized steers and heifers a dollar fourteen and down. Top twenty percent of the coal cows sold from seventy one to eighty nine. We had a top of ninety three. Sixty percent of the cows sold from fifty three to seventy. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from fifty two and down. Organic market on Tuesday. Eighty percent of the organic cows sold from seventy six to ninety three. Bottom twenty percent of the organic cows sold from seventy five and down. Cow bulls sold from eighty to a dollar. Thin full horn and lightweight bulls all discounted. Eighty percent of the ninety five pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from fifty to one hundred and thirty five dollars per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from fifty per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 100 to 285 dollars per head. Here are prices for fancy vaccinated feeder cattle from our last sale, which was held here on October 21st. Three to 600 pound beef steers, a dollar 30 to a dollar 99. Six to 900 pound beef steers, a dollar 10 to a dollar Three to 600 pound beef heifers, a dollar 20 to two 15. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers a dollar to dollar forty nine. Three to six hundred pound holstein steers ninety five to a dollar forty one. 41. Six to nine hundred pound holstein steers eighty five to a dollar thirty eight. Our next special feeder sale is this Friday, October 28th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. It's time for our Pioneer
3: update. I've got Mike Gronsky, field agronomist. We're into the harvest. What have you seen for diseases out there, and what about the standability of those stocks?
10: We've continued to see tar spot pressure ramp up. A little more northern corn leaf blight than normal, and seeing quite a bit more anthracnose top dieback. With that, that often lead premature death of these plants. And when we run into that scenario, that's often going to have a big influence on stock integrity. And as we're starting to look at some of this crop now, we're starting to see some of those pains. And really the best thing that we could be doing at this point is gauging what the condition of those stalks are and taking some time to go out there, measure off a thousandth of an acre, and just do the standard pinch and push test. So pinching one of the bottom lower nodes of the plant to see if it crushed between your thumb and index finger, and then pushing the plants at a 45-degree angle from ear height and seeing if they snap you're starting to get greater than 10 failures with that you know, that's a pretty good indicator that's a field that you want to prioritize towards the top of your harvest list and work to get those fields harvested in a timely manner to ensure those bushels get back to the bin
3: and that's our pioneer update with mike gronsky field agronomist
1: wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report
11: 10 minutes to 6 here at wax
0: mr fitzgerald's over at the equity stratford Barnes. morning jerry how you doing
11: well bob and a very good morning to you uh we're doing well and uh I guess one thing uh, we were kind of making, I was kind of making an observation on is, uh, before we do the uh, livestock numbers, but what's what's happening in this dairy thing? I mean, that's not looking too good right now.
0: Well, uh, there's a lot of pressure on prices, uh, like prices for everything. And, again, this uh, upside-down market we've had for a while with the cheese prices uh, coming back to maybe a little bit uh, more normalcy, but uh, we'll keep following and see what's going on. Well, let's, yeah, get well, the pri- let's get the prices from you. What's going on with the livestock?
11: Yeah, we better do that. Bob, thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. Summary from yesterday, Tuesday, and the first couple of days here at Equity Stratford. We'll start with the market cow auction. Now, these are the conventional cows on yesterday's sale, yielding Holstein cows selling from 72 to 85. We topped yesterday at 87. Uh, most of the cows this week so far are selling from. Uh, 52 to 72, your thinner cows are below the $50 money. On the organic market from yesterday, we sell organic American cattle every Tuesday here in Stratford. Higher yielding organic cows yesterday selling from 87 to 105. Uh, lower yielding organic cows 85 and below. On the market bulls now, these are your conventional type bulls, and they're selling from uh, 87 to 105. Lighter weight bulls 85 and below. Uh, the calf market so far this week, better quality hosting bull calves, mostly from 70 to 150. Uh, up to 160, uh, heifer calves, mostly 25 to 65, your beef calves, good demand, 175 to 355, and uh, we'll have an update on the fed cattle, most of those will be sold today. And uh, talking about today's auction, we do start at 10 o'clock this morning, uh, full marketing day here, market cows, as I mentioned, fed cattle, uh, sheep, hog, and goats, baby calves, feeder cattle sales team will be a noon time start. we've got a lot of feeder cattle for you folks today, uh I guess probably the feature consignment, we do have a consignment of these white park steers. So if you folks are looking for those, uh, we have those. And we have a lot of uh, lot of calves, this year's calves, a lot of 4 to 5 weight uh, uh, beef cattle for that sale today. So if you're looking for Holsteins or beef cattle, we'll have them. Uh, again, the feeder sale around the new time start today. And just want to take a look at uh, next week will be our next dairy auction on the 1st. We do have a complete herd dispersal for that sale next Tuesday and also next Wednesday, one week from today, a red hided feeder cattle sale featuring Red Hided Feeder Cattle. So a lot of information on our website regarding these auctions, and so folks take a look at that equity co op on the Stratford page. And if certainly if you got questions, feel free to call us at six eight seven four one oh one. So, Bob, we're caught up here. It's
0: Wednesday. We'll send her back to you, and uh, Jill made her down to the convention, okay? You bet. She's sent back reports already, and uh, she's ready and raring to go, and we'll get more the rest of the week. Hey, you have a good one. Talk to you in the morning.
11: You betcha,
0: Bob. Enjoy the day. We will. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn.
1: Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5
0: and the Midwest Farm Report. And taking a look at our Synergy Co-op Market Report. Synergy Cooperative, of course, in the Ridgeland area. Corn and beans were higher yesterday. Some good demand and the dollar weakened a little bit as the day went on. Wheat was lower. Overnight, December corn up three at six eighty nine. The oats down six at three fifty one. December wheat up five to six at eight forty. November soybeans overnight up a dime at thirteen ninety two. Meal December up a dollar eighty at four hundred seventeen dollars and forty cents. Looking at some of our country elevator prices at wheat and grain in Chippewa Falls, corn six thirty-five, beans thirteen thirty-two, and in uh Connorsville. We've got corn at 6:30. The beans at 13:22. Otherwhere, other places on our DTN screen at Golden Plump, corn is 6.50 a bushel today. At Baldwin and Mondovi, corn is 6.35. Beans 13:07. Duran 6.25 and 12.97 on the soybeans. Over at Elmwood, 635 for the corn, 1312 on the beans. Fall Creek, 620 and 1272. And at Osseo, the corn is six forty, the beans thirteen twelve. At Elk Mound, soybeans are thirteen seventeen today. Sparta, the corn is six thirty-one, the soybeans thirteen dollars even. Ellsworth, six fifteen and twelve fifty-seven. At the ethanol plants, Boyceville and Stanley, corn six thirty-nine today, New Richmond, six thirty-seven. Dairy markets a little lower yesterday. Barrels down five and a half at two dollars and a half a cent. Blocks down two at 204. And the butter down three and three quarters at 315 and a quarter. October class three down two at 2178. November down 32 at 2085. December down 17 at 1935. January down 11, 1929. February down 12. 1948, And once again, beautiful weather for fall harvest, whatever you've got to do outside. About 50 today and sunny. Some folks get into the 50s. 57 tomorrow, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday into the 60s in partly sunny conditions. Halloween should be a beautiful, beautiful evening. 31 degrees right now. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com
1: in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi, And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadah. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.